Blog Talk Radio. Saturday in October, and um, I think you mentioned that on your Facebook page today. Um, we are, uh, it's just one event every day after another, and it just uh, causes dissonance, cognitive dissonance. Is that the, I don't know if I have the right term. That's, um, you have the word, all right. World of Trump. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it's just madness. Today, a shooter um, uh, killed 11 and wounded who knows how many other in Pittsburgh in a in a synagogue, and um, y- you know that's sadly par for the course. But um, <laughs> also this week we had um, package bombs sent to Obama, Clinton, Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton. Um, Eric Holder, uh, the whole, whole Joe Biden, all of the uh, Democratic leaders, and these are deranged people who who did these things. The one today, the one yesterday with in Florida with the bombs, um, and just to add to the stew of madness, um, I do want to mention this Megan Kelly, who I the race baiting. Um, uh, racist <laughs> who was uh, just fired from NBC for 
for pleading uh, uh, no uh, no knowledge of blackface and what it meant and what it has meant and uh, just just <laughs> madness and and I guess Ray I want to start though where um, our hearts certainly lie and and uh, yesterday in Washington, um, Matthew Shepard was uh, his ashes were laid to rest at the National Cathedral, and um, I want to uh, just read a little uh, bit from the. This is from the Los Angeles Times, how they describe the event. Um, of course, uh, Judy, the parents Judy and Dennis Shepard attended the ceremony for their son at the Washington National Cathedral. And the article goes, uh, bells chimed softly, a flute slowly played, morning has broken, and thousands filled the soaring nave of the Washington National Cathedral on Friday for the interment of Matthew Shepard, the man whose murder 20 years ago came to symbolize the hatred many Americans have harbored toward gay people. Uh, and I would change that to harbor. Um, next paragraph. The poignant service was at once a funeral and a celebration of life, a moment of closure for Shepherd's loved ones and of remembrance for all those moved the slaying of the 20-year-old Shepherd who was pistol-whipped and left for dead in a remote Wyoming prairie. Presiding over the worship service in front of a crowd of about 2,000 people was Bishop Gene Robinson, whose elevation in the early 2000s as the first openly gay bishop in the Episcopal Church marked another huge and controversial milestone in the push for LGBTQ equality. In his homily, Robinson shared an anecdote from the first police officer who arrived at the site of Shepherd's attack, comma, a remote fence to which his body, his battered body was lashed and had spent the cold night. When the officer arrived, he said, a deer was lying beside Shepard's body. Upon her arrival, the animal looked straight into the officer's eyes and ran away. What she said was, that was the good Lord, no doubt, in my mind. And there's no doubt in my mind either. God has always loved Matt, Robinson said. Robinson choked back tears as he spoke of his own consecration as an Episcopal bishop about five years after Shepard's death. It, Ray, I don't know if you saw a, a, a video of, of the service. Um, uh, Gene Robinson uh, was very, very emotional in tears. And boy, it just brought me back. And uh, Me, you me know, too. I think that I watched the. the I'm sorry. Say again. I, I watched the whole service. I say on my phone. I just couldn't mesmerize. Um, yeah. What were your thoughts? Well, I I, I want to take and it, this will take less than a minute. But we have a a great Homer Radio alum, Heidi Shepherd, who uh, Heidi Shepherd, Freudian slip, Heidi Davis, who was at the Washington National Cathedral. She's going to be our opening guest tomorrow, and she put on, posted the first person singular, very small but incredibly poignant piece, 
and it says, Today I attended the memorial service for Matthew Shepard at the Washington National Cathedral. I approached the path to the grounds at the same time as an older gentleman. He said, Hello, then extended his arm to me. We walked arm in arm a few strides apart as he said, I'm so happy they're ringing the bells for Matthew. That was it. I thought I had it together. But his words made me tears just streak down my face. He and I went our separate ways once we were in the door, but the tears continued. I was so thankful to have shared that moment with him, even though I knew I would feel a part of the I feel a great part of the larger family once I was inside. Having that interaction filled me with a comfort I wouldn't have had otherwise. I had to leave the service early to take a call, but I sat outside for it. Hundreds of people poured out of the cathedral. Hundreds of people, beautiful individuals who needed, wanted, and had to be present, left with tears still in their eyes, or laughter in their voice, arms around each one another, or alone. And one who should come out of the cathedral after all these people, who should rather, but the same gentleman I walked in with. He lives in Virginia. Virginia is retired, and he lost his partner to AIDS shortly before we all lost Matthew. I asked him if I, if he'd like a hug. And we held each other like friends, like family, like we'd known each other through decades of loss and love. I'm so glad I was able to attend the service. And I'm so appreciative of the National Cathedral to offer Matthew a final place to rest. I'm so thankful I had someone to share it all with. That's a... Uh, um, <laughs> I'm just kind of speechless because... Uh, I remember that time. I mean, twenty years have blinked by, and um, I, 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 um, I was in New York, and um, I remember people were just stunned, and you know, we were still uh, as a community coming out of the AIDS. Uh, um, oh, we we're still going through it in a way. But the the nature of uh, what happened to Matthew Shepard, and I don't want to really talk about religious symbolism, but here was a here was a young man who was entrapped by uh, uh, two straight guys who robbed him, and then uh, I just found out that um, they were methamphetamine addicts, not to excuse their behavior, but to give it some kind of context. Uh, uh, I mean, I think, you know, Trump is, is like a drug that, that gives vent or allows this vicious behavior to take place. Um, and I, I, I think the world just grieved for Matthew Shepard and his wonderful parents Judy and, and, and Dennis Shepard and I know you have a soft spark for Judy Shepard right? she's become such an activist, such a eloquent spokesperson for gay rights and um, she says this, she did it because that's what Matthew would have wanted and um, uh, any I, thoughts I had on it, Judy? I, I, had a, uh, I had the opportunity to interview Judy um, in the early years of, of Homo Radio, the show that I do on Sundays. And right. um, there was a bond between us right away. 
and when I listened to the clip on um, the ABC, uh, the nightly news, um, I was so glad that she spoke up and she said there's been so much recidivism and not to kid yourself, you may have heard it, that we, she was so, uh, the thing that kept momentum that kept her moving all this time was that we were on a continuum, we kept going forward and now she said the recidivism is undeniable, we're going backward and tears filled her eyes and she's right David, the social media, well, the climate, it's just like an educator when you have a superintendent or a principal in a school, climate, the culture, of that building and that group of students is reflected or the is reflected by the person at the top. It comes down from the top and that's what's happening now. And you so aptly put it earlier in the show. Well, Gene Robinson mentioned during the service that, um, you know, he, he, he said, it's not enough just to show up and shed a tear. It's, it's, you have to vote. <laughs> he just out and said it. You have to vote. Um, because we're under attack, again, all people, all minorities, but particularly in the LGBT community, transgender people who uh, Trump is trying to uh, erase, literally erase, um, through uh, redefinition of of, uh, of the status. And, um, I... I <laughs> you can go back. You can. Uh, somebody described hate to me once as uh, in a garden, and you just constantly, constantly have to keep pulling them. Well, <laughs> the weeds are growing out of control right now um, in a synagogue in Pittsburgh, um, in the mail that that went to uh, uh, really assassination attempts that, that were taken on. Uh, our former officials, former presidents, and um, I just—I uh, don't know. It's—it's—it's—it's beyond—it's it's, it's not. I can't even describe it. It's not even depressing. It's—I um, just feel numb from it all. And 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 I remember. Matthew Shepard, I remember when that happened, and and you, I remembered think <clears throat> one of the things. I, I don't know if this is, it's just sort of a random thought, but I was in New York, um, working uh, on Fifty Seventh Street, ironically, one building away from <laughs> Donald Trump, and um, uh, the uh, LGBT Community Center organized a march. Ironically, I don't know why they organized this um, outside of the Plaza Hotel, which was to my right. And um, one night uh, soon after he died there, there was a huge rally. I guess it had come up Fifth Avenue and had stopped at um, the Plaza. And it was really quite moving. It was a, a warm October night. And... I remember um, when John F. Kennedy Jr. Hi. When when John F. Kennedy was on, uh, John F. Kennedy was um, um, he was in a limousine on the way to an event, and they got jammed up in the traffic, and they they um, and uh, he was interviewed later, and he said. Uh, Somebody asked him, "Were well, you mad? You missed the event. 
He said, no, absolutely not. This is important. What I just I just remember that, and of course we lost him soon thereafter. And um, uh, you know, yesterday was just sort of when watching the service. I I just uh, I, I I don't know. I, I uh, just for the possibilities that Matthew Shepard had in his life. I didn't know this, but he had purchased a wedding ring. Um, he didn't have a boyfriend, but he had. Uh, there was Judy Shepherd's mother said on in an interview somewhere, believe it was on Ellen, um, and Matthew Shepherd she said was very proud of Ellen for coming out. It was just before he died, and he told his mother. Um, but Judy Shepherd said that uh, Hawaii was uh, in '97 making the first uh, news about uh, passing uh, marriage equality and Matthew Shepard to sort of symbolize his hope uh, went out and purchased a, a wedding ring that he, that he wanted to use someday. And uh, I don't know if you heard that story, Ray. Actually, I, I did hear it. Yeah. Amazing well, that was among the items. Could have been. Yeah. Well, that was among the items that uh, the family donated to the Smithsonian, and um, along with uh, uh, his Superman cape when he was a child, and uh, his uh, an advertisement for a lemonade stand that he had uh, set up, and his passport. I didn't know he was he he uh, was uh, sort of a, a language specialist in college and he wanted to be uh get in the diplomatic field and he had traveled so they have uh, his passport among the items that are, are now in the smithsonian um i don't know Ray. i i don't know if the <laughs> i think you, you, i i i think it's important to talk about him because 20 years later i think a lot of people have forgotten or just don't even know who he was. I, I got a post to that effect on Facebook last night, and it just got me angry. Somebody who should have known better didn't know, and I had to explain who he was. And um, um, So here we are. <laughs> um, uh, I'm glad that, that event happened. I... I I, I hope Bishop Robertson's words are are taken um, at value that we must vote. And I have coined uh, the term uh, just now, <laughs> uh, vote for your lives on, on November 6th. Um, there's, there's just so much madness that's been unleashed by Trump and, um, and his... Uh, uh, his Republican, um, uh, what would you call him, Ray? Uh, collaborationist. That's a that's a term of uh, what they call the Hitler supporters. You know, they they're just silent, just silent. And I saw Jeff Flake on TV this week, and I just wanted to punch him. So, you know, this is the senator who uh, is retiring, and they. You know, he, he 
he could have uh, stopped the uh, Kavanaugh um, um, appointment with his vote, but he wouldn't do it. Even though, even though he said this week that he didn't know whether Kavanaugh was was guilty or not, he put him on anyway. I mean, it's just people with spines of jellyfish. Any uh, any thoughts? He's a very sad person. I mean, pathetically sad. I I, I just see him as so weak and, and such a – I never used the word wimp, but I would with him. I mean, there's no backbone. I think of a Bobby Kennedy or a John Kennedy or all the leaders in the Senate, Sam Rayburn, um, either party. They had backbone. They had strength. They had leadership. They had morals. They had a, they had a compass that led them and – when you compare it to these these Republicans, it goes beyond anger with me. It come, it's sadness that we've come to this, David. It's depression and sadness. Uh, I, yeah. oh. Sorry for that. I, uh, you know, the Republicans have all this power in in Washington, and just think in the past there are all these. Democratic senators who are leaders, who are, um, you know, uh, I remember names such as Mike Mansfield and, and um, William Fulbright and uh, Everett, you know, Everett Dirksen. Dirksen. Yeah, I, and these are the people who took down. Um, you know, and and they were giants. They were they were. Uh, what do we Men have now? Can you name me? No, I can't. Yeah. I know what you're going to ask me, and they don't exist. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, even somebody said, you know, this guy uh, from Tennessee um, who's retiring also, um, uh, Corker. He is the head of the, the he's the, the, the J. William Fulbright of his time, and he has the same position that Fulbright has. And he does nothing. Says nothing. Does nothing. Is is. I mean, I I think there's something seriously rotten and corrupt. Um, and I think it has to do with money. I think it has to do with Russian money, and um, it's a uh, it's a tragedy, and we can only rectify it on November sixth. I mean, uh, you know, in the end, we're responsible for putting Trump in. Um, but what the hell were people thinking? What tax cut, what tax break is 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 big enough for you to sell out your soul, to sell out the soul of this country that you would vote for Trump? I mean, I know a lot of people who say, well, I, I just got to, I don't want my taxes to go up under Hillary. So, well, thanks a lot. <laughs> I I think every every Democrat who voted for Trump should just, Atone for their sins and 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 um, vote and um, um, it's um, it's a moral imperative and and just a few of the races that that I think are they, they absolutely could go either way. I'm talking about Senate races. The guy in Texas, Beto O'Rourke. Um, it's very, very close. Polls have shown him down. Um, but 
Stacey Abrams running for governor, and and uh, there's an uh, active campaign being run by her opponent, who is also the Secretary of State, to repress the vote. Um, I mean, this is Jim Crow stuff, and um, um, and then of course the the real prize is the congressional races. Um, who knows? I, I mean, the, the Democrats could win. They're favored to win. But, hey, Hillary Clinton was favored to win by a lot last time. What the hell happened there? And, and, and if you think your vote doesn't – She did. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, anyway, um, just give me a second. Um, well, we have about five minutes left, Gray, and I, I, I just want to uh, – sort of close up um, talking about Megyn Kelly. I mean, just a symbol of our times. I, if folks don't know her, well, you're not missing much, but she, she was the Fox News host, and she was the highest paid anchor at NBC. They, they signed her away from Fox. She had a, race, a history of making racist comments and uh, race baiting, um, and she, I think it was NBC's um, sticking their finger in the wind and, and looking for ratings and they they thought they could uh, get a little more conservative so they hired her away and she is just hopeless, clueless and she made a comment this week about blackface and anybody who has a brain and she's touted as a, as a, a well-respected lawyer She, <laughs> I mean she's famous for saying Jesus Christ was white um Santa Claus, of course, is white. And this week, she she stepped in it again. She defended blackface and whiteface. I've never heard of whiteface. Uh, I guess if you're a clown, that's whiteface. But, um, I mean, that's just absolutely clueless. There's a whole history of, of uh, racially taunt, racial taunting through blackface and minstrel shows. I mean, it's hundreds I... of years old. Because... I'm sorry. When I was when I was 11, I saw a minstrel show that the local Kiwanis put on. It reminded me of the the people in Porky's, the outrageous 1982 movie. And I thought even then, as an 11 year old, this is so damn wrong. And on all and all in the family with Archie, they his uh, group of men, you know, the good old boys, put on the minstrel show, and it used to turn my stomach. Of course, they were portraying it in a different context. But I saw it when it was real when I was 11, David, in 1959. And for her to fast forward how many years, 50 years, and be saying this with her education, my God, there has to be a special place in hell for this woman. Boy, and her $69 million. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, um, well, we're creeping closer to November 6th, and... um, Vote for your lives. Uh, please, we recommend um, votesaveamerica.com. Um, check your registration um, and uh, get active. There are tips for what you can do. Get, get three voters. Get people. Get three people you know to go out and vote. Drive them to the polls if you, if you must. Um, people got to gamble. Wake up. As our AP news director says, and I have to get this to me before we close, if you get to the polls and they do not let you vote, do not leave. 
Call someone on your right. cell phone. Everyone's got one. And call and call if it takes you an hour or two hours in the morning. Do it. Don't leave that right. building. Don't let them deny you your right. And this was uh, a, a recommendation that uh, if all else fails, if what you've said fails, or you get, get a provisional ballot and, and yes. use it. And, yes. Um, so, um, okay, just a, a, some closing business. Uh, Dr. Ray, I didn't give you your, your proper, uh, your props. You host Homo Radio Sunday mornings. Uh, on uh, WRPI.org, 91.5 locally, and then on the web, WRPI.org, and Apple Apple TV, iTunes, and and uh, just go to WRPI, um, go to uh, homoradio.org, your new website. And everybody uh, on our end, uh, we are really pursuing and promoting our scholarship pre- program at 1,000 Moms. And we have a website. Uh, uh, it's called tuitionrewards.blogspot.com. Please go there. These, uh, these scholarships begin at $1,000. There's an application you'll have to fill out. But um, please check it out. It's, it's a, a great program. So thanks, Ray. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.